Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome. It is um, January 2021, and uh, David and I are back with another uh, of our weekly podcasts here for the Other Everest, and um, we're going to talk a little bit today about resiliency, and we're going to talk about what that means. I'm going to share a little bit about kind of my journey and my thoughts around resiliency, especially lately. And um, I know Dave's got a, a really good little model. And, and you know, if there's anybody I know who is resilient, <laughs> it's Mr. David Irvin. So <laughs> he's going to be able to share some good insights with us. So with that, thank you for being here with us today. And thanks, Dave, for being here with me. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. How are you doing? Oh, it's amazing. Yes, I, I tell you, I, I've been asked to speak. Both of us have been asked to speak a lot. To clients, obviously, in virtual sessions these days about resiliency. This is going on for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're day after day, as we say, life gets challenging because it's so darn daily. And we're not, you know, there's no more evidence of that than these days. So I've developed a little model here from my own experience and from observing people, how we get through these times resiliently. And I won't present the whole model, but I'll, I'll get people thinking around these three important components to having resiliency in your life. Before I give my spiel, do you have some thoughts or a story around what resiliency means for you? Because I'll tell you, if, if I looked up resiliency in the dictionary, 
I would see Ali Stone there. So talk about resiliency and how you've resiliently taken your restaurants through this COVID situation, how you've responded resiliently with, you know, the challenges that you've had personally. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to that first? Sure. I, I want to say um, that in this is only my personal opinion, but I don't believe that we ever achieve full resiliency. I think it's something we're always working towards and we're always working on. And I, I'm really feel like I'm learning as I get older that uh, so many things are part of the human condition and uh, we kind of flip flop and we bounce back and forth. And so sometimes I feel very resilient and then sometimes I don't, I don't feel resilient at all. And, um, I think when it comes to my resiliency, uh, you know, as a leader, um, I think community is huge. (laughs) I think when we have people that have our backs and that are there for us, but also will talk to us about the hard things and, and, and tell me if I'm out of line (laughs) and help me get back in line, those, those things build resiliency for me. But then on a personal note, it's so much about reflection. And you and I kind of had this conversation, but over the holidays, I had kind of a rough go. I, you know, I've, I've, obviously everybody's been kind of up and down through COVID and this has been messed up all of it and everything is weird and uncertain. And, um, I've, I've put a lot of pride in myself through all of this as being able to kind of stay as connected as I could through it all. And it all just kind of fell away (laughs) after Christmas on me. And I found myself in a pretty dark place. And I was, I was struggling to figure out what, what that looked like for me or how I even ended up there. And the one thing I realized about um, being in a position where I could realize that I wasn't, you know, working on my resiliency at that time. And I was kind of like in a bit of a different place, which is totally okay. Um, But when something external happens in your world, it becomes much harder to deal with it. Um, And, and, you know, for me, it was, uh, I spent New Year's Eve until (laughs) 1130 at the emergency vet with my 16 year old dog who, you know, almost stopped breathing. And, you know, I keep saying he's, he's knocking on heaven's door and and that's okay. Um, And I've been aware of that for a long time, but I was not prepared to deal (laughs) with that on New Year's Eve. And um, yeah, it's very interesting. And so I was able to kind of come out of those couple days and, and spend some time thinking about where I was and, and give myself some compassion <laughs> and kindness. Um, and, and then I think that resiliency uh, thermometer starts to build back up and you start to realize, and, and I also, sorry, my thoughts are all over the place, but I also wanna say resiliency isn't about being tough. It's actually about being open to like the experience of life and being vulnerable and saying, this is okay. Like I'm actually going to open my heart and be open to it all because I don't think resiliency, some people might think resiliency is like keeping it all out. But to me, resiliency is letting it all in and, and getting the full experience of what life is about. So that's kind of where my head's been around resiliency lately. What's been your experience in the last couple months personally, before we go into your model, I'd like to see how you're feeling. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, you've really helped me remember that resiliency isn't, isn't tough 
cowboy mentality where we walk through life with a wall around ourselves, acting tough. It's about being deeply connected with ourselves. And um, I've become aware. Well, first of all, I, I got very, I got very depressed for the first three months that this pandemic hit because I lost my identity and it helped me realize that my identity was tied up in flying all over the country a hundred days a year presenting to audiences and all of a sudden that gets wiped out. And so for that moment, I didn't have an identity and I began to realize how over identified I was with the work I was doing. And I had three months where I learned some things about resiliency and from my own experience. And then I'm experiencing lately. And then I came out of that resisting the suggestions of many people to either retire right now and just shut her all down or um, pivot. And yeah, we all got to pivot, but I was not in a hurry to pivot. I needed to connect with myself and I really believe and it's the first part of my model here that you'll see in a moment that you can't be resilient unless you're connected to yourself. Uh, you know, the uh, horrible tragedy that happened south of our border in the United States this week. Um, I had to connect to get through to be it through that resiliently. I had to connect with my experience of being disheartened and sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, right now, I've been feeling lonely. I've been feeling isolated. I've been feeling disconnected from people. And I've been feeling lately that Zoom calls and phone calls, as wonderful of technology as it is, you and I are handshake and hug people. Mm -hmm. And I've been missing the hugs. I've been missing the handshakes. And I've been feeling isolated. And so resiliency starts with that recognition of where we are today in this moment. Yeah. It's so like thank we you just... for bringing me to that awareness just now. <laughs> you always bring me to my awareness. Anyway, I think that um, it's interesting with the Zoom and the phone call thing, because I think and I often think back to this, like when uh, my husband fell ill. But sometimes you just kind of get into this mode where you're hanging on and you're like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. We just got to get through this next couple months. This is, this is reality. Like I, I know it will get better at some point, but if that's all we're thinking about, um, that makes it, it, that makes us disconnect from ourselves. And then we, you know, kind of lose, I don't know, do we lose resiliency? We, we lose something there. And um, instead of just being like, you know, this kind of sucks today. I don't like it. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay to feel that way, right? But when we pretend, again, it goes back to that cowboy tough thing. I'm not sure if it gets us anywhere in the long run, you know, but we're pretty open-hearted people. <laughs> no, it looks like many of us were taught to be resilient by being tough. And there's, there's a strength in in resiliency. But I, I look at, you're going to hear 
you know, and, and this might be a good kind of a model for us to, to use over the next four sessions to go through each component of my thinking around resiliency and create a conversation around that. There's a difference between toughness and strength. And a toughness is a cover-up to weakness. To, to, uh, it's not having the courage to be vulnerable, but we protect ourselves from our vulnerability. And it, in the short run, it looks resilient to be a cowboy. And I, I have great respect for cowboys. I, I love horses and I've, I've hung out with ranchers most of my life. So I, when I say cowboy, I'm talking about the John Wayne kind of cowboy mm -hmm. toughness that my experience that ran, most ranchers today actually aren't that old cowboy. They've evolved so far. But um, if, you, if you just push your feelings aside, build a wall up and pretend to be tough, it might look like you're resilient, but it won't be sustainable. Yeah. It's going to come down at some point. It'll break down in the relationships in your life. Uh, somewhere it'll break down. So even though it's a natural, for some people, a natural stress response, a survival response, it's not our definition of what real true resiliency is, which will sustain you. Mm -hmm. Should we call it authentic resiliency? I think that's a good word for it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good word for it. I don't know that there's any kind of real resiliency without being authentic. Yeah. By, by definition, resiliency is authentic, but there's nothing wrong with calling it that. Yeah. So let's talk about your little model then and, <laughs> and work through that. And yeah, we can yeah. definitely do some talking around that because I think that's a great idea. You know me and my models. Like <laughs> I have to come up with a model for everything and it's really my way of learning. Uh, and it's my way of kind of practicing it. But I have I have four components to resiliency. And we're not going to get through all four components today. I'll give sort of an overview and then we can begin to walk them through. And maybe this would be a good focus for us over the next few sessions. Um, but so first of all, I'll give you the four words. And I, I love C words. So this would be connection, uh, conditioning, community, and clarity. And so briefly, um, the, the connection part is about connecting to yourself. You, you said this beautifully, you can't really be resilient if you're disconnected from yourself. So let's take the news, you know, that uh, you can sit in front of a, any kind of traumatic event that happens in our world, CNN will be on it. So CNN went around the clock last week, showing images of the, the uh, people, you know, storming the White House. Well, you can sit in front of the White House, you can sit in front of the television and absorb yourself in the drama, but that's not connecting with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's being entertained by the drama. Connecting with yourself is to go a deeper level and say, how does this impact me right now? How is my life in this moment? And it's being present to yourself in the present moment. What is going on? You asked this question beautifully. What's going on for you with regard to resiliency? And that's the question to ask before you start to be resilient. And until you get connected to yourself, um, now, these four factors, by the way, aren't really steps. They're integrated all together. It's hard to be connected to yourself without a community. 
And it's hard yeah. to have community unless you're connected to yourself. And clarity, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they are all integrated yeah. together. But it is really the principle of really accepting and embracing where you are without judgments, compassionately saying, listen, I'm, I'm angry right now. I'm lonely right now. I'm grieving right now. That's the first step to resiliency. The second, fa- the second component, I'm going to call it rather than a step, but the second component would be strengthening. Condi- what I call conditioning, spiritually, physically, mentally. What are you doing on a day-to-day basis to condition yourself to get stronger? And I learned this one from my father after my polio when I was four. And he got me down in the gym and he never told me that I had polio till I was a teenager. But in elementary school, he, could, he, he got me on the, on the parallel bars, on the tumbling mat, on the push-ups. Every day it gets stronger. He would always say, don't pray for, the, for your compo- opponent, whatever it is in life, to be weaker. Pray for you to get stronger. And so I don't even look at self-care anymore. What I say is everybody here, to be resilient, you got to be strengthening yourself, conditioning yourself every day. So what are you doing? What am I doing to strengthen myself? It's good to get down in the gym. Maybe you haven't got a gym in your house and you can't get to a gym because you've got protocols in your community that say we can't use gymnasiums. Well, you know what? Everybody has an opportunity to do some push-ups. If you've got arms, you can do push-ups. So that's there's a strengthening exercise. Meditating every day. I know you meditate every day. This is a strengthening exercise to strengthen your spiritual muscles, to strengthen your mental muscles every day. And you know what? It's like my mentor would say, it's not about velocity. It's about direction. You don't have to get exponentially strength or every, strength stronger every day, just a little bit of strength every day, directionally, so that you know you can deal with whatever's coming uh, in front of you. Uh, the next component would be community, that we share this. We can't be resilient alone. We're never meant to be resilient alone, that we can share it in with a community of support. And then my final component would be clarity around our values Mm -hmm. and clarity around our purpose so that we know we're working for a higher purpose so that what we're going through now we're grinding and strengthening and and uh and it's it's can be tough now but we're building for a bigger purpose we're contributing to a bigger purpose i had to re-clarify my purpose didn't change just because I my work got wiped off the map. But what I had to say was, I have a purpose to reach leaders, difference makers, and help them connect with their, their, their authentic self as our purpose is. Well, how can we do that under these conditions? Mm-hmm. That awakening to that purpose inspired me with greater resilience because then it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how. How are we going to pull this off? And that inspired me to be resilient. Without a purpose, without a vision, our, our, our resiliency will feel diminished because there's no reason to get up in the morning. Why do we get up in the morning? You've, you've heard my 
saying about that, the vast majority of people get up in the morning to pee. Well, that's a good place to start. But if you don't have something inspiring to get out of, what gets you out of bed early? What keeps you late without a purpose? Purpose will fuel resiliency. And then you reconnect with yourself and you go through the cycle more. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about clarity and like clarity of values, I think that that's just so incredibly important. And one thing that I identified, it was very interesting. So this was in um, my transcendent leader masterclass. And I identified this with the last group that I did it with. We did a, you know, a clarity of value session and it, it was amazing. And, and at the end, uh, one of the leaders said, but what happens when you live outside of your values? <laughs> and I said, oh man, I do that all the time, but it wasn't any part of my content. And anyway, so uh, together we kind of came up with a recovery process too. And I think there's clarity in that because we're human beings, right? There's not this, you're not always going to live perfectly within your values. You can, you can try, but things are going to happen. And sometimes we've talked about this in the podcast. Sometimes one value is held against another value. And that is really challenging when that happens. Right. So um, I think there's uh, layers to that clarity too, that can really support you in building that resiliency. Like you don't have to kick yourself when you're down or hate yourself because you did something outside of your values. What you do is you learn and you grow from that and you decide what that recovery process is for you to get back aligned to where you want to go. And which is ultimately your purpose, right? Like, why are you here? What do you want to do with your life? So yeah, I think that that's, that was a very interesting piece of clarity that came out for me. And I think it built a lot of resiliency with those leaders. Yes, we are human. And part of resiliency is that compassion that oversees all of this to have caring for ourselves. And it's knowing that self care and compassion isn't always about being comfortable. That I know, for example, when we finish this call, and I'm fin- then I have another coaching client, but when, we f- when I finish this call and I go in at home, I'm going, to, I'm going to feel more resilient. I always say you have to act your way into resilience. You can't feel your way into resilience. And I know that for me, one of my values is conditioning and getting stronger every day. And I'm going to feel a lot better going home and exercising for half an hour and doing something challenging. I know that's going to be better for my resilience than going home and eating something that might give me comfort food. Right. Now, um, that doesn't mean I have to do that perfectly every time. Mm -hmm. But it does mean that I have to respect what do I need today for my own resilience and really honor that. And know that we're going to get off, we're human, but we got a place to come back to. And that's clarity. Yeah. Not perfection. Not perfection. (laughs) I mean, I I was doing um, some reading, and this might be totally off topic, but um, is perfection really just a form of control? Like, is it just? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an illusion of control because mm. the reality is none of us have control, but we strive to have control by being perfect mm-hmm. or at least creating an illusion of perfect because it's not possible to be perfect anyway. So it, yeah, right. it is control. 
I yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of research on control right now because it's been a really hard year on people. Um, and so really easy to fall into this need to control because so much is out of control. Um, and there's a bit of a tipping of the scales for some people and it's challenging. It, it's, it's hard. Um, I keep saying that I, I think I was okay with it, that it didn't um, affect me too negatively because I'd been through so much with Chris. <laughs> so I knew that I had to like let go of the control right away or else it was going to make me crazy. <laughs> so, oh, there's my dog. <laughs> Memphis always wants to be a part of the conversation. He likes to join us for sure. <laughs> well, one of the things around resiliency is awareness. We, we talk about connection with yourself and part of being connected is knowing what you can control and what you can't. Mm -hmm. And I often do a little exercise when I feel overwhelmed is to draw a line down the middle of the paper and write on one side of the line what you can control and what you can't control on the other side of the line and really let go of stuff you can't control because it's a waste of energy. And if you're wasting energy, you're eroding resiliency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, that's hard on the people around you. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Well, this was uh, amazing. And I do think we should carry on this conversation because I think we are in a time right now where people are talking about resiliency. I mean, how many conversations have we had with clients about resiliency? So um, I definitely think we should get back to this next week and let's dive a little deeper. I think it's a fantastic topic. Great idea. Always great. Always good. I feel more resilient. Just uh, have <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.